Hey everybody, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Matthew. Today we are going to continue to look at fixed income investments and why rising interest rates are so difficult for bondholders. All right, so gonna pick up today where I left off yesterday, looking at modified duration risk. That means looking at a bond's price and how sensitive it is to a 1% change in yield to maturity or the interest rate, compound annual return for a bondholder. It's called modified duration risk. And just for, you don't really need to think about this too much, but just for information, these percentages that I'm going to show you, the change in value, assume a zero coupon bond, which all bills in the United States are. Uh, sometimes notes are as well, but uh, not always. And we're starting all yields at a 1% yield to maturity, which was exactly around the level that SVB Bank started to buy and load up on mortgage-backed securities and treasury bonds of 10-year maturity in 2020 and 2021. So again, yesterday, just to sum up a few things, a bond's yield and a bond's price have an inverse relationship. It's happy days when yields fall, okay, when the yield to maturity moves down. And it is not very happy days. In fact, it's a lot of pain when yields rise. The value of the bond will fall. And as I showed you, if you started at 1%, yield to maturity yesterday, which is pretty much around the rate that SVB Bank was buying those bonds, probably even under that. Because uh, again, remember that 60 year chart of the change in yield of 10 year treasury notes. Uh, we were at 15 percentage points, 15% yield to maturity in 1980, 1981. That fell to a low of about one half of 1% 1 in 2020 during the massive COVID stimulus money pump. And uh, it peaked at over 4% within the last year, within the last few months. And it is about 3.5% at the moment. But remember, we just had uh, another Federal Reserve uh, meeting yesterday where they have continued to hike the base policy rate, which is known as the federal funds rate in the United States. Uh, they have a range on that, so they've hiked it another quarter point to a range of 4.75% to 5%. And longer duration bonds are not always higher than that rate. And uh, this is, again, one of the issues that we have in all around the world today is we have a monopolized centralized authority which has the ability to print money buy or sell bonds and increase or decrease the interest rate as it sees fit uh, unlike free banking periods uh, throughout the centuries and throughout the millennia where basically you had the market competing for deposits and for uh, the lending of cash at competitive rates uh, certainly do not need a central bank in a society but we have that today and times are looking pretty wild if you consider the bank runs that have occurred over the last couple weeks so we are indeed continuing in this rising interest rate environment although the federal reserve says this is a friendly rising interest rate environment 
And if you go up uh, one percentage point, you remember here yesterday, it would take the value of your bonds down immediately 9.38%. You go up another percentage point to two from when you originally purchased the bond uh, in yield, the price has to then fall to almost 18%. Go up to three, the price is gonna fall 25%, four, 32%, and you go up to 5%, the bond base value falls 38%, nearly 40%. So somewhere here in the two to three to 4% range was what SVB Bank was dealing with. And they didn't have to sell those notes. They didn't even have to mark them to market. But due to uh, the bank run that they faced, which was quite remarkable, literally from newsletter writers from Silicon Valley insiders telling depositors to take their money out of the bank uh, and obviously poor risk management from the bank's asset managers themselves on the capital side. These bonds were the bonds that they chose to take the hit on first and actually raise funds, raise bank reserves for redemptions in order to transfer out depositors funds from their bank to another bank. They chose to take the loss on these funds first, which was pretty remarkable. And obviously, as we know, it's turned out to be their undoing. So it's much pain when you see that the YTM moves up, the further up, the more pain. And it's happy days when the YTM moves down. And remember, from 1980 to two years ago, two to three years ago during COVID, we had a 40-year bull run in bonds. Not interrupted. Certainly, we had crises and many problems. And uh, I'm not saying that uh, the Federal Reserve does a good job with managing interest rates. But it's clearly happy days if interest rates fall after the time that you purchased them and you locked in your yield. So here, you know, you could take uh, an immediate profit if yields fell 3%, say the next day after you purchase, this is the sensitivity here. It's just showing you literally the duration stays the same. Uh, obviously, you know, it would be a pretty extreme event if yields fell, say 3% uh, the day after you purchased them at 1%. But uh, nonetheless, the sensitivity works the same here across all rates, across all spectrums. Uh, this is just, just how it works. So say maybe you don't have 10 years left in your note, but you might only have eight years. Yes, your uh, face value increase would be less than 35%, but this is just how it works. This is the nature of the trend. And to where you go, you know, to a only a five percentage, doesn't sound like a lot, right? But only a five percentage point decrease in yields from where you purchased, the value of your bonds or your notes goes up 66%. All right, so this was the 10-year note. This was the Note that uh, it was quoted, at least in the press, that SVB was having the most exposure to. Again, in the United States, anything from two to 10 years, they typically call a note. Uh, bills are one year or under. They don't have a coupon payment at all. Again, the coupon is wrapped up in the yield. Don't really worry about it. Bonds are, uh, in the United States, parlance between 20 and 30 years. Uh, and I have a 50-year bond here as well just to show you how it works, how extreme duration risk and reward can be uh, the Trump administration did consider floating a 50-year bond. You might recall Austria floated a 100-year bond a few years ago. You're just a few clicks away to reading the pain that those bondholders are experiencing right now because yields have risen 
and the underlying value of that bond from when those investors originally purchased that 100-year bond has, of course, fallen. I saw quotes of 55% uh, down in value, uh, you can just see, but that is the real issue here, is that bonds, they're the biggest market in the world. The debt markets, for sure, are the biggest markets in the world. They dwarf stocks. Okay, so you turn on CNBC, you turn on Bloomberg, you think that the stock market is the whole picture. It is the debt markets, the bond markets, which are dominated by sovereign nations and their central banks, which influence interest rates by printing money via buying and selling those bonds with that printed money that actually and absolutely influence the majority of any financial institution's balance sheets, but certainly banks' balance sheets. It is the bond market that is the story that absolutely uh, can just dwarf whatever happens in the stock market. And we are starting to see that now, and that, that is why this is so serious. That is why they're talking about bank runs in the United States, Switzerland, and elsewhere, is because the bond market and the value of those bonds is so sensitive to interest rate changes. And unlike here, where the value of your bond will fly as interest rates fall, Let's just look here. I didn't show the full spectrum here yesterday. A 50-year bond, which is non-existent in the United States, it does exist in other countries. Uh, if, say, you purchased a 50-year bond and then the next day the yield to maturity fell 5%, you would be up 1,166% in your investment. That is literally pure profit that you could just sell your bond in the secondary market immediately. Of course, again, yields don't move after you know one day after buying down five percent, unless that's a very extreme uh, case, which uh, typically doesn't happen. But again, you might have like forty-seven years left on your bond. You're still going to get most of that profit that you see there, one thousand one hundred and sixty-six percent. And again, where was the ten-year Treasury note that I showed you yesterday? Fifteen, uh, excuse me, forty years ago, it was fifteen percent. It fell to one half of 1% in 2020, and then it rose to over 4%, which caused the pain to banks like Silicon Valley Bank in the last uh, few weeks. It rose over the last year to over 4%. Now it's down to 3.5%, but that is the problem. So for 40 years, we were in complete happy days. You know, Yields would fall 1%, 2 3% every few years. You would have this immediate uh, and exercisable profit where you could just sell or uh, lever up more, take more debt. You could take that accretive value that occurred from falling interest rates in your note. And remember, the vast majority of value in financial institutions' balance sheets comes from their loans and from bonds. The debt markets are huge. And so it's the same effect, by the way, for the debt markets. It's just a little bit less liquid bonds are the most liquid type of debt you can see how falling interest rates just spurs growth but is it done in a sustainable way of course you know me long enough if you've been watching this that i don't think so but this is what happens look at these numbers they are massive and you see go down to the to the one year bill in the united states where you bought one bill at one percent yield to maturity uh that, you know, the duration is only one year of that bond. 
So if yields move down 4%, you do earn a profit, but it's not much. The profit is 4% there, 4% of face. Now compare that with a 50-year bond, all right, at a 4% moving rates. Your, the face of your bond just increased 654%. Of course, you know, again, the United States doesn't have a 50-year bond. Other countries do, but look at the 30-year. 236% increase in value. Look at the 10-year, nearly 50% increase in value. Even the five-year, 22% increase in value. This is just massive accretive value for bondholders, and this was the story of the last 40 years. So bonds are just massive as far as the economy goes, and the accretive value, the amount of joy that you can get as a bondholder as yields fall after you purchased it is incredible. You could just, if you want, sell for a pure profit on the secondary market at these percentages and, you know, go to the Bahamas. And then we go back here to where yields are unchanged. Nothing happens to the face value. Okay, so again, I'm starting at 1% yields maturity. The sensitivity here is exactly the same. Uh, doesn't matter the yield that we start at. I just started at 1% because that was the 10-year rough yield that SVB was SVB's asset managers were probably buying into two to three years ago uh, during the height of COVID stimulus. It was a 1% yield on the 10-year, roughly or less. So, you know, if yields were still 1% on the 10-year, which they're not, remember, they, they're two and a half percentage points higher, nothing would have happened. You'd been in this 0% unchanged face value of the bond right here. Nothing would have happened. Uh, it would have been fine. Everybody would have demanded and accepted 1% on their money with these bonds, and that would have been it. That would have been the story. But of course, as we know, we're not in the happy days section. We're now in the very much sad days right here to where the 10-year is somewhere between uh, 2, 3, maybe even 4%, not fully 4%, 2, 3, 3.5% higher in percentage points than it was uh, in 2020 and 2021, the 10-year yield. So as you see in blue there, the main one I've already just talked about, 25% down in face value, but look at a 50-year bond. You're just crushed if you had a 50-year bond. And I encourage you, dear viewer, to look at stories of holders of Austria's 100-year bond. This is what duration risk is. The further up you go on that risk curve, meaning the further away from a short-term bond you move, you're going to have massive risk. You have the potential of massive reward if rates fall. But that's, as Jerome Powell told us yesterday, that's clearly not the environment that we're in right now. We are in this rising rate environment. Now, he's trying to walk a tightrope. Again, the, the, the very fact that I'm even talking about yields, uh, I, I haven't talked about them too much on this channel yet. I focus mostly on money supply, concrete stuff. Uh, trend lines even on price, which is the intersection of supply and demand. That's something that I appreciate much more uh, than interest rates. But yes, I acknowledge everybody should know bonds are a just gigantic component of any financial institution's balance sheet. That is absolutely the case. But since we have a central bank that, you know, and this is the case really all around the world uh, in 2023, since we have, since we have a central bank that has chosen to enter these markets in such a huge fashion with such a huge balance sheet, nearly a $9 trillion balance sheet, which I'll talk more about tomorrow. Um, there's just no getting away from this risk. 
this duration risk of bonds. And it's a tightrope because as we see, banks are in need of liquidity. Banks are in trouble. People aren't trusting banks. And, you know, apparently the Treasury is just figuring out that people can do a run on the bank, not actually with their feet, but with their smartphone. They're not prepared for this. They're not prepared for this. And this is an extreme tightrope where they're going to have to provide liquidity to the banks, i.e. printing money. And they want to stop the inflation that they've started, of course, even in 2000, 2001 with Alan Greenspan, 2008 with um, Ben Bernanke or post 2008 and into COVID with Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell. There's massive inflation risk in the system as well. And the only way they know how to cut that off is to raise interest rates. But then you come into this duration risk problem where if rates would go 5% up, which in many cases, they're doing that in many different durations. Look at the face value of your bonds. It's devastating, okay? Not so devastating if you only hold one-year bills. 4.72%, you know, that, that's, that's not a percentage point. That is, you know, you were getting a one-year yield, all right, and uh, rates go up, okay? So other people are actually demanding more on the one-year bill, focusing on the one-year bill right now. Um, they are, say, demanding 5% or 6% instead of the 1% that you paid. Well, if you want to sell uh, again tomorrow or the next day, very soon after you purchased it, because if you want to sell that bond just because you want to raise cash and, um, you know, conditions changed in the markets, which happens all the time, you will still get 95, 96 cents on the dollar with a one-year bill. Right? So that, that's what that percentage point change means. The bill value didn't change much. But look at the risk as you go further up the curve, if you have longer term duration bonds. When you go from notes, from bills to notes to bonds, which again is just Fed parlance, uh, Germany has boons, uh, the UK has gilts, they have all these different names. It's all bonds, all right? It's just the way the bond works. Look at the risk you have, you face uh, from the value of your bond as interest rates rise. It's massive, it's absolutely massive. So, even though a lot of these uh, banks and financial institutions don't have to recognize this loss, this is another thing, Silicon Valley Bank, again, they didn't have to recognize that loss on their books. But they had to cover their redemptions. And this is the risk, the worry that uh, banks now face is that if there really is a run and if people really do fear their banks or they want to go buy Bitcoin, which we're seeing Operation Chokepoint 2.0 really uh, take hold now, um, that's going to be a problem for them. That's going to be a problem because they're going to have in the marketplace, in the secondary market where people are demanding much higher rates for the same bills. You know, it doesn't matter if you bought it. Okay, only for a bill, it would matter, say, if you bought it one year ago. But if you have a 10 year note, 20 year note, and you know, you still have nine or 19 years left in duration, you're going to mostly have to take that hit that you see there on the tooltip. That's very, very difficult. So this is the massive sensitivity that bonds face. For the last 40 years, we were, you know, of course there were hiccups. There were, it was not straight down as far as the yields uh, went on the 10-year. Again, from 15% in the early 1980s to one half of 1% 1 in 2020, 2021. Wasn't always happy days, but generally we were in this happy day falling interest rate environment. And now... You know, I've said this many times. Now we're in a, a period where we have war, we have people fighting for freedom, but it's very unlike the fall of the Berlin Wall 30 years ago, where you had 
falling interest rates and, you know, much freedom toppling of tyranny around the world. Now you have Xi and Putin talking about how the yuan is going to be the currency of the future, tyrannical dictatorships all around the world, and you have rising interest rates. This is massively painful for the market and for uh, institutions in the West. And the Fed is solely responsible here, for sure, uh, and other Western central banks. And it's certainly not something that we need, but it is something that we have and we have to deal with it. And this is the risk that bondholders have when they hold bonds that are of longer term maturity. Thanks for watching. See you soon.